passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us today as we get ready to preview the Tennessee Titans' upcoming game against the Cincinnati Bengals. But before we get into all of that, I want to ask, do you believe? Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still get in on all the action at Bet Online. I'm just letting you know I feel pretty good right now about the Titans. Uh, last I looked, they were a five and a half point favorite over the Cincinnati Bengals. But from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And Denard, as we turn the page from the Titans' loss to the Steelers this past weekend and look ahead to their next AFC North opponent, the 1 5 1 Cincinnati Bengals. And Denard, I know I just said the record of 1 5 1, but if you really look at this team, outside of one game, they've been within one possession of every game this year. And when you first take a glimpse at this Cincinnati Bengals roster, and their makeup, what is it that stands out to you? Well, I'm not going to be biased and say Joe Burrow because <laughs> I went to LSU. You know I was going to go there too. Buddy, he should but stand out to just, you. He's leading the league in yeah. passing attempts, completions. You know what? He looks good. He looks poised in the pocket. He doesn't look like a rookie. He doesn't look rattled. So that's a plus, especially considering the fact that he's a rookie and – he didn't have no preseason and everybody was saying, well, if he don't have any, you know, if he didn't have any preseason, then how would he look when the regular season start? And he looks absolutely amazing. He looks like a young Dan Marino. I wouldn't go that far. I just like to throw that out there. But this team right now, offensively on the edges, they're as good as anybody else in the league. They're that good. They can, they got some playmakers. You got AJ Green. You got Joe Mixon, OU. They got Samaje Piran, OU. I, I don't know if Joe's going to be playing or not just yet, Denard. Um, yeah, it's and, questionable. Yeah. Yeah. But you still, you got uh, Giovanni Bernard, who's a very well-capable back. He is dangerous. Every time he's on the field, he's a playmaker. So they got some weapons, D, so we're going to see. They, they, they're like Minnesota. You know, the record doesn't necessarily reflect the play. Yeah, it's definitely a situation where you're seeing a young team really trying to gel together. Whenever you look at that offense, as I mentioned earlier, they're going to look to throw the ball around. And whenever it comes to the Titans, our secondary, especially some of our corners, have been somewhat susceptible 
on that front, Adoree Jackson, it looks as though he will be returning to action. And Denard, we were just talking about one of your LSU Tigers in Joe Burrow, but another LSU Tiger in Christian Fulton, he is going to be missing a couple of weeks as he undergoes some time uh, dealing with a knee injury. So it shouldn't be anything too serious. I still haven't seen whether or not he is going to hit the IR, but it will be a couple of weeks before they get him back out there. And as we have watched the cornerback position for the Titans so far, I know Big Ben really did take his time picking apart Ty Smith. Jonathan Joseph struggled at times last week against the Steelers. And so you definitely expect for Zach Taylor and his team to really try to take advantage of those weaknesses on the Titans' defense. Denard, as a former defensive back and looking at where the Titans have kind of struggled on the defensive side of the ball so far this year, what do you expect the Titans to do in order to try and slow down Joe Burrow in that Cincinnati passing attack? That's a good question. I love that. Well, this is what you do. You can't change your game plan simply by saying that, okay, we lost Christian Fulton, okay? What we got to do is we got to bring guys like Ty Smith. We got to raise his level of play up, okay? So what we're doing is we got to get him ready because he is going to play. We don't. We can't go out right now and go get a, a – bring in another free agent on short notice, okay? So what we got to do is make sure that we take a little time because this is a team that basically I feel like they need – they need a rest. But when you come back tomorrow in the building and you're the defensive back coach, what you're doing is you're looking at your players and you're saying, listen, this is a team. They're young. They got a young quarterback. Their DNA, what they're going to do is this is like a lot of short, quick throws, quick passes, excuse me. And then all of a sudden they like to take some shots. They got some young guys that can make plays in Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. They got A.J. Green. So what we got to do. If I'm a cornerback and if I'm a defensive back coach, I'm telling my guys, listen, this is what we got to do. We got to play better. We got to be more consistent. And if you're Ty Smith right now, you're the guy that a lot of people are picking on. So there's an old saying that a coach used to tell me that you have to put out the fire in this league. That's the way it is. People are going to attack you. And until you put out that fire, they're going to continue to come at you. So what you do is you take those extra reps in practice, you continue to coach him hard, you continue to work on his technique, and you also take guys like Jonathan Joseph and say, listen, we gotta play better. Malcolm Butler, we gotta play better. And if you can do that, that will give you a chance to win or be successful in the back half because you know what's gonna happen up front. They gonna come to play. I think this game is gonna come down on the edges. And I feel like if Tennessee can hold up, then it's going to give them a chance to be successful on the defensive side of the ball. Nard, when you look at their offensive line in Cincinnati, they have been susceptible at times. I mean, you mentioned they're trying to get the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands fairly quickly. Do you think this is a matchup to where the Titans are going to try to bring a lot of a lot of blitzes, or is this more of a we're going to sit back in coverage and, and see if our – initial fork and just get a good enough of a pass rush and, and go from there no what you want to do is disguise and what you want to do is attack and so what you do is basically when you got a young, young quarterback which the one thing you want to do is to make sure keep him uncomfortable because what we basically witnessed from this young i call him a stud right now because he is so far ahead among a lot of veteran quarterbacks right now is you want to keep him second guessing. You want to get him off of his game. 
Because let me tell you something. This guy, he's smart, Joe. He just, I mean, excuse me, Davey. I'm thinking about Joey. So you got me thinking about Joe Burrow all the time. I'm, I'm daydreaming right now. He is a smart individual. He's just one of those players that gets it. So when you're dealing with a player of his caliber, it's like Peyton Manning when he first came in the league. I actually had a chance to play against Peyton uh, in a divisional championship game in 1999. And this is the second year when Peyton was with Indy. He was lighting it up. You know, him and Marvin, Marvin Harrison developed that chemistry. So what we wanted to do was to keep him guessing at all times. Because Peyton, when he come to the line of scrimmage, he was so smart he can actually figure out things. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to roll coverages where he didn't really know which way we were going to go. And one of the things that we always talked about going into that game is disguise your look. And then we blitzed him. Disguise your look. Then we blitzed him again. And then what you got to do is to keep him off guard. Don't let him get settled. If he gets settled, you saw what happened last week against Cleveland. He basically threw for over 400 yards, and he picked that second. He picked apart that Brown secondary. So that should tell you one thing. When he gets hot, he's as good as he gets. So that's one thing they want to do this week is basically keep him off guard, blitz him. You got to blitz him. You can't just sit back and basically say we're going to play a soft zone and just tackle everything. You can't change your game plan. You got to go after this guy. That's the thing about a rookie. Sometimes they will struggle when you basically send, you know, different packages of blitzes. I mean, not just blitzing Jayon and not just blitzing the linebackers, but I'm talking about bringing sometimes the safeties, you know, Kenny and those guys. Mix it up. That's what you got to do. You got to mix things up. And when you can do that, it keeps him off guard because he don't know who's coming. And that will give you a chance to at least on the defense side of the ball to come out of that game and say, listen, we won on our side. and We'll leave the rest to the offense. Yeah, Joe's thrown for over 300 yards in five straight games. And as you mentioned, he had over 400 last week. Denard, if, if we're looking at it from the outside perspective and looking at this offensive line for Cincinnati, I really hope this is a game where we have not seen Harold and Jadavion and Vic Beasley really get at the quarterback as far as sacks. We've had some pressures, but we've not done a really good job as far as actually coming away and getting the sack at the end of the day. This is one of those matchups where I really want to see that defensive that outside linebacking group actually take that next step and actually come down, make it a rough day for Joe. Because if you can get him flustered early, you're going to have a lot more opportunity for success later on. And switching from one side of the ball, I feel like we started by talking about Cincinnati's strength and more so, I would say, Tennessee's weakness. We're going to flip the coin here. And Tennessee's strength lately has been their offense and Cincinnati's weakness has been their defense. This is a game where the Titans need to get Derrick Henry going early and often. And if they can just start like we saw them in, like get going in the second half last week, I don't expect to see this being much of a game. Because right now, when I'm looking at that Cincinnati front seven, Derrick can light them up. Like I mean, if, you, if you're playing fantasy, like I expect this to be a huge week for Derrick Henry. And so if we get him moving early, you're going to see some stacked boxes. Expect... The Titans to go play action early, and right now, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, even Khalif Raymond, they're going to look to take these guys up over the top, and you can see some, and you can see the Titans start to put up some points. Well, you took the words right out of my mouth as I was talking about Cincy's strength is their edges and their quarterback because they got those playmakers at receiver. We talk about again A.J. Boyd and Higgins. Their weaknesses, their, excuse me, their weakness is on the back half, their secondary, their edges. 
their secondary right now is they're decent. I'm not going to say they're garbage. I don't believe in saying that about anybody. If you can line up and play defensive back in the National Football League, you can play because that is a hard job to earn. That's a hard job to get, and it's a hard job to make money at. Let me tell you this. When I look at our edge guys, especially with A.J., he has gotten hot. Nobody in the league has been able to cover him so far. But I think this is a game where Corey Davis, at least in my opinion, he has a chance to go off. I look at their secondary, Mackenzie Alexander and William Jackson or Darius Phillips, those guys. I look at their safeties of Bell and Bates. And let me tell you an interesting stat about this team is their past defense has been in the bottom five over the last three years. So if I'm an offensive coordinator now, just like remember when they went play Houston, Houston was last against the run defense and, and Derek lit them up. Guess what you do this game? Attack that secondary because they're going to play a little bit of cover too. They're going to try to play a little man because they know they can't hold up on the edges. So they're going to disguise their coverages. So what you do is you go right after their corners and then you, you hit them with something deep. You basically, basically, I see Arthur Smith going into this game and says, I'm going to attack their edges. I, I believe that my guys on the edges of Davis, Humphreys, and AJ, they're better than Cincinnati. So I'm going to go at them. And so if I'm, if I'm having success on the edges, guess what that will do? It opens up the running game. And then I think that's exactly where Tennessee will basically wear them down. And we might, or I don't say, I don't say my, I said, we might see a game like we saw when Tennessee played Houston, where Derrick just absolutely runs wild. Because that's what happens when your defense is struggling in on one area, you get you're susceptible to another. And that's exactly the way this defense is. It's basically, it's like a bend, but don't break. And that's not necessarily the best in the National Football League to have that style of defense. Denard, when you talk about having situations where the Titans are able to take advantage of Cincinnati down the field, especially with getting that passing game going, a lot of people were concerned, obviously, this past week, whenever you knew going into it, you weren't going to have Taylor Lewan at that left tackle. What is that going to mean for Ryan Tannehill's blind side? Well, I went back and kind of looked at some of the film, looked at the numbers, and Whenever you're looking at pro football focus grades, Ty Sambrello did a really good job in coming in and filling in for Taylor Lewan. Uh Ty and Roger Saffold, they did not allow a single pressure against that Pittsburgh front the entire day whenever you're talking about pass blocking grades. So if they can get that type of performance from him moving forward, the Titans offensive line is going to be just fine. If anything, it seemed like their right side struggled a little bit more against Pittsburgh than their left did. So... I, that does make me feel good, though, knowing whenever your your star offensive lineman went down, the guy who stepped up came right in. He didn't miss a beat. I'm not saying he was better than Lawan. I'm just saying he stepped in and he did a hell of a job of being the next man up. And if you can continue to get that type of performance from Sembrello, this team's going to be just fine moving forward when you're looking at that left side of the offensive line. So I'm with you. And if you can start taking them up over the top, they're going to have to space that out and then Derek's going to eat so I really am looking forward to watching this Titans offense whenever we are going up against Cincinnati's D this week now Cincinnati after this week they do have a bye week so this is one of those things where it's like they know hey this is a situation we get a win here we're going to be feeling good going into getting some time off and the Titans as we've 
we've talked about before, obviously, with the COVID outbreak, Titans do not have any other bye weeks, and so they're going to have to be going at it week in and week out, and there's no time off, so it's full steam ahead. Denard, when you look at this game, I mean, do you see this one kind of coming down to the wire like most Titans games have? I mean, we've only had the one that wasn't decided pretty much by a by a single possession against Buffalo. And that was the team we, we thought they were going to have a lot of problems with was Buffalo out of anybody that we basically have broken down so far. <laughs> and it's been the other guys like Jacksonville, who we thought they were going to blow away and it just like, boom, at the la- they had to win at the last minute. Yep. And that's the way this league works, you know. And I tell people all the time, I says, listen to me. When you've played this game, I think a lot of people, they get fixated on records. And mathematically right now, everybody still has a chance. Okay, I'll understand if we were in week 12 or 13, sometimes you start to see teams kind of tank it sometimes. But right now, everybody is still in this. Every coach is telling his team, listen, we still have a shot. Even though Cincinnati is 1-5-1, and one, they still have an opportunity to win the AFC North. As crazy as that sounds, that's a reality. And so right now, when you approach a game as a player, you never look at somebody's record. We saw that with Minnesota. We thought they're going to they're gonna annihilate Minnesota. And what happened? We were biting our nails. Going, oh, my goodness, you've got to be kidding me. We thought with Jacksonville, they were going to annihilate the Jaguars. What happened? You were texting me all the time, panicking. You was going to have a panic attack that day. And that's what happens when you go into something. And they got to go to Cincinnati, right? So we're not anticipating the crowd being a factor. <laughs> First time in over a month that the Titans have had to go yeah, on the road. Exactly. So, again, you approach this as any other game. You got to go in there and take, take care of business. I think the Titans, as far as the matchups concerned, I will give the Titans an edge. Why? Because I do believe that our, our edges are a lot better than their, sec- than their secondary. And I think – if we can make some plays on the edges, which is what we've been doing with AJ, and I think the X factor of this game probably more than likely is going to be Corey or Adam Humphreys. I think they because they struggle with that inside receiver. They struggle a lot when they try to play man to man. That's going to open up again some opportunities yeah. for you know Corey to make some plays. I just don't think that they have anybody that can match up with Corey at six foot four. You know, I don't. So. I feel like this is a game that's going to come down on the edges. And so what the edges are going to do, the skill positions, is that if we can export their secondary, that's going, to let, that's going to be more of an opportunity for the D-train to go off on them. And I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I, uh, if you're asking me my opinion as far as who I think is going to go off, he was beat up a little bit last week, and Pittsburgh just does a really good job covering the tight ends. But I expect them to try to get Jonathan, yeah. or, sorry, Johnny Smith going again get him really back into that offense. But Denard, I'm, I'm curious, do you know why I asked that question of whether you expect this one to be a close one coming down to the wire? Historically, this game has always been played. It's always been determined by what, two or three points? I honestly, I don't have that stat for you. That's that's one I don't have for you, but oh, I was going to – I was uh, guessed it. <laughs> no, you're good, man. I was uh, I was leading you into that because my question was going to be about field goals. Yeah. I think this was going to be about field goals. you think Gus is going to have a bounce-back game after what we saw on Sunday? Absolutely. He's a veteran. I told you he will figure it out. You know, let's not, we're five and one right now. I know it's hard when you get defeated, but you know what? That's just the way this game. 
I promise you, I'm going to be on, I'm not getting up Steven Gostowski fan, but I'm going to stay on that fan base because I believe that he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And when you are a guy that a lot of people are saying you will go into the Hall of Fame when he finishes his career, that means that is a savvy veteran that knows how to figure it out. He will bounce back. Yeah, he missed the tough field goal. But again, I don't blame the. No, 50, he's uh, he's making the tough ones. He's making the yeah. tough ones. That's what I don't understand. He like anything over fifty, he hits. But if it's under fifty, he's, he's got. Money. No, if it's under fifty, he's he's got the lowest percentage of any field goal kicker who's had ten right. attempts at least. But I mean, like I, I I'm with you. Like I I don't pl- see them moving on from him. I'm not saying they need to move on from him, but it's just a question that is on fans' minds. Anytime your kicker has a game winning opportunity on the line and they miss it. That's just something that fans are very interested to see what happens with that guy moving forward. And I know he had a struggles early on in the season. He came back and he had a great game after that. And so I, I, I think if the conditions are well, he's going to do good in Cincinnati. But it is just, um, I'm trying to find it. But the the kickers that the Titans had last year, I think they're yeah. all hitting like over 80 percent from the from the season so far. It's just. It's just really weird how the Titans, these the kicking game has been the last two years for this team. It's been up and down, but again, when you got a guy of Stevens and Steven of his caliber, you never count him out. I don't care how how bad things look or how damn it is. When you have a veteran, a savvy veteran, a proven veteran, a guy that has been through the rigors of this sport, of this game, he knows the ins and outs. I told you week number one after the Denver game, I said, what will he do? He will figure it out. They, he's a diamond. It doesn't, I mean, he's a gem, you know, and regardless of his field goal percentage right now uh, from this range, you know, I don't like talking about kickers, but he's just an individual that can figure it out. And that's why the Titans signed him and they let go. What was it Greg Joseph? Greg, Those yeah. guys that they released. Yeah. And so this is, listen, it might come down to Steven's leg this week. I, I can see that happening. But I, I bet you when if it comes down to it, mark my word, Davey, he's going to deliver. Denard, I'll, uh, I'll leave you with this. I know you're not big on giving predictions, but do the Titans win on Sunday? I think that, yes, they're going to win this Sunday. And I think this game more than likely will be close. Uh, for the simple reason is this offense of Cleveland is dangerous. Okay, they got a young gun that will be there for a long time. You guys in Cincinnati, I'll say this: if any anybody in Cincinnati, Ohio, is listening to this, you got your franchise quarterback for a long time. And if he continues to get better, this organization will continue to get better. We see how our franchise quarterback is playing right now, and this team is five and one. They could easily be six and zero oh if they would have played. The second half, like they played, you know, they play if they played the the second half, like the first half, like they played the second, they would have beat Pittsburgh, you know. But again, as the quarterback play goes, so does the team. That's usually what galvanizes a team is your quarterback. We see that in Tampa Bay with TB12. He's galvanized that organization. They're believing. They're believing now in Tampa. So when you get when you you get great quarterback play, it ignites a fire under a team, regardless of their record. And that's why, Davey, it might come down to Steven 
winning this game for this team this week. Well, Denard, I'll go on the record. I got the Titans winning this one 35-29, to and I think it's going to be a fun game, and I'm really excited to watch the offense. I really want to see if the defense can pick up where they left off in the second half against the Steelers, but there's going to be a lot of drama to unfold that we'll have to keep you all updated on. The NFL trade deadline will be November 3rd, and so there will be a lot to keep up with there. Do the Titans decide to make a move? they got a lot of draft capital, but to help sure up some of their deficiencies on that roster right now, it'll definitely be something that we will keep you posted on. But that is going to do it for us today. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. As always, we appreciate you tuning in, and you can hear us again here soon. But more importantly, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.